Hi, welcome to this edition of Beyond the Bench. And this is season two, episode two. And we recorded this live at the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center in National Harbor, Maryland at the 50th National Athletic Directors Conference. We decided to go into the vending hall and uh, just kind of try to pull ADs in as they walked by, tried to corral them. And uh, boy, we just were blessed with uh, some of the people that walked by. And I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Uh, Scott and Aaron did a lot of the heavy lifting. I was out doing some recruiting, doing some uh, note-taking as we did this. But um, we just had a great time. Spent about an hour down there. And uh, just, I, I think you'll find some great content here. And, and uh, you'll be blessed. And I, I think one thing it reminds us of is... Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to come to the national convention, put on your plans to go to Tampa next year and uh, see how you can work that out. Because as we start to see people and interact with people just even once a year, uh, the people we've been able to meet and talk to and uh, now through this podcast as well, it's, it's just it's been such a blessing. So uh, it's a great way to connect with people from throughout the country and uh, you'll be hearing some more from some of these uh, little the people that we, we got on the podcast in a longer version of the podcast, I, I guarantee you. Um, in this podcast, we were hosted by Kevin Calver of the High School AD Network. Uh, appreciate Kevin uh, allowing us to uh, use his space in the vending hall uh, to, to recruit some people. We are joined by Nick DeForest from Vienna, Austria, Dave Horner from Belgrade, Serbia, two international ADs. We'll kick off our segment. Uh, then we talked to Steve Robinson from North Carolina, from Rocky River, North Carolina. And uh, Steve has uh, a podcast out there that uh, I think will be very good, and uh, we'll have him on at a future time, talk to him as well. Uh, we, we came across Brad Rose, a guy named Brad Rose from West Des Moines Valley, uh, stopped by and joined us. We, we uh, tugged him in and uh, then talked to R. Daryl Nance from Green, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Daryl is the district AD of Greenville, uh, huge district, uh, former past president of the NIAAA. And uh, so we had a good conversation with him. He shared some great things with us. Um, and then uh, we, we found Dwayne Kramer was down in the NIAAA booth and Aaron and Scott went down and talked to Dwayne and uh, Dwayne also a former president of the NIAAA from Iowa and uh, you'll enjoy that conversation and then we ended um, our day and we'll end this podcast with uh, Georges Gilbert from Hawaii and if, if you've been to the national convention you've seen Georges on stage uh, he presents the Hawaii gift uh, the last gift of uh, on Tuesday afternoon when we do the, the state door prize drawings. And he's from Honolulu and just a gracious, gracious AD. And uh, you will uh, be moved by him and how he feels about the ADs um, across the country. Uh, you'll be inspired and uh, I think you'll be better and you'll be blessed obviously because of it. So enjoy this episode. We had a great time putting it together, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So here you go, and uh, let's get to today's episode. Well, 
Welcome to Beyond the Bench, and uh, we're visiting right now with Kevin Calver from the High School AD Network, uh, and we are at the National Convention at their booth. Kevin's been gracious enough to allow us to record here and to catch some ADs as they walk by. Kevin, uh, thank you, first of all, uh, for joining us, and uh, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what led you to doing what you're doing right now. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and having you guys here. Um, I was an AD for 15 years. Um, pretty much our family's involved in high school athletics forever. My, my son, my oldest son now is a Hillsdale College Assistant Athletic Director. And uh, I kind of joke, I came to the National Conference when I was an AD, and uh, I had a freshman boys and girls doubleheader. And I got a first-year teacher, gave him my keys, and said, now, my son will take care of everything. You just be here to be the adult. And he took care of setting up the gym. He uh, met the teams when they came in, took care of the officials, ran the clock for the, J- for the f- freshman girls game, put stuff away. I got home from the conference. Got my keys back from the first year teacher, and he says, "Why do we need you?" <laughs> so it's kind of kind of interesting there. But we've been involved in athletics our, our, our entire life. Um, you know, I was athletic director I say 15 years in different districts around Ohio, and I uh, was I've coached various sports. Um, kind of been through seventh grade basketball to head coach to football, um, golf, girls tennis, boys tennis. That's something I've always had a passion for. Um, I kind of joke with my wife that that's what got me through high school, uh-huh. uh, being able yep. to, to be able to play. So I went that route, and um, when I was an athletic director, I um, tried to find t- games for teams that would cancel on us. So they have a freshman football team, but they didn't have enough, so they moved their freshman up to the JVs and had a freshman opening. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find a freshman football game on week 10 or week 9, and who do you contact, who do you call? So that ended up. That's where we are today. That was the birth of the High School AD Network, yeah, huh? birth of the High School AD yeah. Network. I did it for 14 years on my own with just uh, my own computer and, and email service. And I was known as, known as the uh, email guy in Ohio. Uh-huh. And uh, I got a, a son, uh, a young one, 26 years old, that said, Dad, we can do this on a, with a website. It would be a lot easier. And I went from spending three hours a day to about 30 minutes a day. Because sure. I verify and confirm all the, the posts that go out and keep track of everything. Good. So um, we will put a link to the High School AD Network in our podcast notes uh, for this podcast. Um, but how can people find you then? What's, what's the address? Where can they go to learn more about High School AD Network? Okay, it's the easiest way is um, hsadnetwork.com. And uh, we're on Twitter and LinkedIn. Twitter, it's at uh, hsad underscore network. Um, we're pretty active in um, social media, getting information out. Um, we try to like as many different state associations as possible to get the, their stuff out to all the vendors or to all the, uh, the followers that we have and all the connections. And uh, it's just something that, you know, I retired after 35 years in education and I love athletics. It's a way to stay involved and promote athletics as much as possible and give back to the ADs for all the things that they, you know, Absolutely. I've said for years, they're overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. Any way you can help an AD is a good thing. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. Right now, very active in Ohio. I think the network's right. very active in Ohio. The goal is to see that grow throughout the, the nation Correct. and uh, every state. So, uh, Kevin, just appreciate you, your hospitality with us here at the uh, doing the podcast at the National Convention and wish you well. And uh, ADs out there, check out the High School AD Network and get connected with Kevin on social media. He's a good follow, and uh, let's get the AD Network going for all of us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I'm back here at the National AD Convention here in National Harbor, here in the Venning Hall, and uh, came across a couple of ADs here to introduce you to Nick and Dave. I'll have them introduce themselves to you, but they're joining us here at the Venning Hall. So, guys, tell us uh, names, where you're at, what your role is, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. Uh, Nick DeForest. I'm a Canadian uh, living in Vienna, Austria. 
um, assistant AD basically there for uh, 20 years. And, uh, yeah. Outstanding. And, and Dave Horner, I'm originally from England, but I live in Belgrade, Serbia. I'm the Athletic and Activities Director there, and I've been there for five years. Well, that's great, guys. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate that. Um, before we get into maybe some of the other general questions we wanted to ask, um, tell us a bit about uh, just the international experience, maybe some of the challenges or, or interesting things you guys have being international ADs versus maybe what we're used to here in the States, something that is unique. Um, well, a lot of the problems uh, are the same or things that we deal with, but some big differences are, are crowds. You know, we don't have spectators. We don't have people watching, watching our kids play. Um, so that's a weight off our shoulders, I guess. We don't have to deal with that. No, you don't. You don't have to deal with the, the feisty parent looking for the D one scholarship <laughs> no. for their kid. That's, that's absolutely not. So yeah. there's a plot. We're gonna put that in the plus column, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. All right. All right. Absolutely. Um, negative. I mean, I'll go. Like one of the huge differences for us is that we're constantly traveling to different locations with our kids or inviting schools to come to us. So for me, in February, I'm hosting this uh, middle school choir competition, and we've got a hundred kids traveling from nine different locations. Some of them need visas, but all the, all the coaches need hotels, they need transportation. We've got to do food for them. Like we take care of them from, from the start when they, when they land to the moment that they leave. So like that's a whole completely different kind of territory than, I, yeah. than you know, get, getting, getting the bus to go down the road. And, yeah, travel and isn't just secure the yellow bus and take them a, a mile, or, you know, an hour down the road with you guys. It's passports in check, all that. Absolutely. So how much do you play maybe in, in country versus out of country? I think almost every international school, at least at least in Europe, uh, there's no real league. So we have a conference we belong to, and that conference has a season-ending tournament. Okay. But during your season, you can play as many or as little games as, as you'd like. Um, they're basically just exhibition games, um, gaining experience, and, and don't don't have a you know. So winning isn't a a big issue. Interesting. Uh, the thing that's kind of really interesting to me is we end up so we don't really have those kind of close ties with other schools where you might have like someone who's your kind of foe or the person the team that you want to play against and you want to beat them we play against uh, club teams so like red star belgrade partisan belgrade we play against their club players and so we usually get crushed um but it, but it gets it's a really good experience for our kids to see this higher level of student who are training seven days a week they're either on pro contracts or working towards getting pro contracts so it's it's really kind of different in in, in that respect um we, we generally don't have that kind of many international schools within the city to play against. So describe for our listeners, um, generally, like your, your student body is made up of students from where? What makes up your student body? Um, all over the world, really. Um, we're an American-based school. We have 20% U.S. Uh, students that parents work at the embassy or United Nations, maybe. Um, about 20% local. And then the rest are just, you know, People that are there and families that are working there for two, three years. Huh. Yeah, same like consulate employees. Their their kids need a place to go to school and need a place to go and do athletics. So that's kind of what we provide for them. Is you know that their company might displace them for a few years to go and set something up in a different country, and we provide their kids with those opportunities. What's been your What's been your favorite moment at the convention so far, or what have you appreciated the most since you've been here? Um, well, connections like this, talking to other people. Um, this is my third conference, okay. uh, convention, excuse me. And uh, it's just great seeing the same people over and, and hearing the differences between stateside ADs 
and us, and, and we can learn from each other, even though our programs are, are so different. I think it's great. To, it's that sort of um, recognition that the things that we're doing in schools are the things that you guys are doing. You know, character-based education, making sure that student that we're growing students holistically, not just uh, it's not just about the wins and losses. It's about you know growing their character, growing their development. That's the, you know the, the the courses that I've been sat in the workshops. That's what people have been talking about. It's been really cool. Now you, you said this is your third one, uh, Nick. So, Dave, your first convention? First one. Uh, it's a yeah. uh, pretty exciting event, though. It's big. Yeah, this exhibition hall is ridiculous. That's <laughs> so, pretty crazy. So the one question we're asking all of our guests that are joining us today will be, um, what's one big thing you're doing at your school, big initiative maybe you're, you're most proud of right now going on at your school? Um, really the character key and um, making the coaches aware that they need to teach character. Um, they do it. They're great. Most of our, our coaches are teachers and and we're not about winning, but they don't really relay that to the kids and have their own personal philosophy, making them write that. Um, that's something I'm interested in to, to do with all of our coaches. Okay. Right now. Cool. Yeah, same, like explicit teaching of our core values, of our mission, of our vision to the students and to the coaches, making sure that that message is passed along and then even into the community and the stakeholders so that everybody's pulling together to make a like a wonderful environment for the kids to learn excellent well nick you mentioned that the idea of maybe starting up a, a podcast for for international ad's right. i think you guys would be great uh yeah. sports people for that i wish you the best of luck you've got questions on that uh certainly reach out to us but not that we're the pros we're just the ones maybe silly enough to try it and see how it goes but wish you guys best of luck thanks so much well, for joining us thank you very much when i say us. safe travels back that has a different meaning for you guys than it does for the rest of us. Enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you. I thought it was Nick and Dave, uh, and they uh, joined us as international ADs. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll move on to our next guest. All right, awesome. Again, we're uh, joining you live here with uh, Beyond the Bench at the National AD Convention here in National Harbor. It's uh, Tuesday, a Monday afternoon. I lose track yeah, of my days well, here, you, Scott. You get here yeah. in the all time. It's like a, it, uh, you're like in the Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Sunday? Yeah, it, it uh, what day of the week is it? So we're joined right now by, uh, by Steve. We'll let him introduce himself and tell you where he's an AD at and, and a little bit about his journey. And then we'll ask you a few questions. Steve, thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks for having me. My name's Steve Robinson. I'm from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Rocky River High School, which is a Mint Hill area right on the outside of the Charlotte location. We're a 4A school, uh, about 1,600 students. Okay, 1,600 students. How long have you been the AD there? This is my second year. My third, the first year I was assistant, so this is my second full year as an AD. Okay. And I love it. Love it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, that's good. good. You being that second, third year and saying you love it, that's, a, that's that kind of hump time where if I yeah. get yeah. through this and, and still love it. You might be hooked for life. We, we, we might keep you going. Um, what about the rest of your educational background? Okay, uh, so I'm originally from West Virginia. I um, okay. went to Marshall University. My bachelor's and my master's there. So you're the thundering herd. Yes, Is that indeed. right? Am I getting that right? All yes, right. Indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So coming out um, and getting into, I had my own cleaning company and did, a, like I was telling him, I had a podcast, wrote a book, Prayer Patients Progress. Oh, nice. And oh, cool. I love working with young people. So. The leadership development side has been really important to me, so I, I thank God for being in that position to be yeah. able to help lead young people, parents. Uh, yeah, I got to say, parents with <laughs> <laughs> children, um, and, and and just it's just the, the the feedback from the kids that have them come back. Um, we have one that's at UNC Charlotte, Jalen cool. Sharp, and then we have another one that's up at Lima, Ohio. We have track oh, girls nice. and guys that's at NC State. So that that's a that's the good feedback from yeah. them. Outstanding. Um, so here at Catch. One of the things we're asking all the 80s that join us, um, what's one big thing maybe you've got going on at your school 
that you're super excited about, one that our, our listeners can maybe learn something from or, or spark an idea from? Creating a culture. That, that, that is, I think, to come in with that, to create a culture. Um, my principal, fortunately, she was an AD. She was an AD over a county, so I have that great support. But changing, the, it's one thing to change the mindset, but you sometimes you got to create a culture for them to have it. So our biggest challenge is really just working to get our kids to believe in themselves, to create a culture that can carry on. You know, it'll go past when we're yeah. probably gone. Yeah. What, what, did you, what have you been doing to kind of create that culture? What kind of activities have you set up for your kids? Do you have a student athletic advisory council or kind of how are you promoting that to your school? So what I started this year was um, assisted ADs and I'm doing okay. that through students. So I have yeah. two students who I've allowed them to become the AD. I'm the assistant AD. Well, they, they love it because they get certs and get to go into all the games. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but basically teaching them, I have a young lady who's a junior now, she's teaching her how to work with eligibility, how to, you know, dealing with phone calls, dealing with emails, um, dealing with scheduling. And she's like, it, you seem like we just erased this board. There's too much more on it. Yeah. So getting those type of responsibilities that one day they may want to do when they get right. into college, on the college level, or come back and do it in high school. So another way to create it is um, – we do what we call the uh, the father son brunch okay. because we have a, a, our our predominant uh, demographics is a lot of single parents, you know, not fathers in the home. So we do a brunch with all of the boys, and we bring in all of our athletes, and we have just whether it be coaches, just a dad, just you all come in, and we do a father son brunch. That's one of the things we do, and then get involved with the community. That's awesome. That's a great endeavor. Uh, sounds like you're doing some great work with that. So when. What's one thing at the convention that you've learned and you'll bring back to school and implement? Well, this is my second convention. So the, the beautiful thing about the convention is you come out with a lot of people that do the same thing that you do. So you feel appreciated just being amongst your own. Right. A lot of Absolutely. times you don't know what, what the AD goes through. Right. But just being out here that you can bounce things off. I love the camaraderie or just asking questions from those from different states. You yeah. know, the problems that I may face. And they may face it totally different. And I'm looking at it like, well, no, nah, that's nothing. But then they'll tell me what they got going on. And I'm right. like, wow, I couldn't imagine not having it. So right. being able to uh, network with the same people, it's like almost like a fraternity. Being in the same fraternity with people, it's like you they, you got somebody that appreciates what you do. And they understand where you're coming from. So that's cool. the big thing. It, it, I tell you what, the biggest thing is that you get the reset. And so when you go back, you hit the ground running yeah. with all of your enthusiasm. It's a great energy. You don't want to rush back, though. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's always a great energizer. Like I said, you go back, great ideas, uh, reinvigorated with what's going on in the AD world, and excited yes. to take it back on. So, hey, Steve, appreciate you joining us on our podcast. Thank you for having Have me. a great Thank rest you, of your convention. Yes, Steve Robinson of North Carolina, thanks for joining thanks us for today. Yes, all right, Beyond the Bench uh, Sports fans, back here again, National Athletic Directors Convention here at National Harbor. Uh, With the, the Brad, Rose. Brad Rose. You know, you got to come to the National Convention in D.C. to pin down Brad Rose from West Des Moines Valley <laughs> I was and get a moment to talk with him. So, hey, Brad, thanks for joining us. Well, I have listened to these podcasts. First of all, they're awesome. Well, thank I appreciate I, that. I, I, I wondered when I would get my shot at the title, you know, but I knew I was at least 40th in line. About, about 40th in line, which is good. Yeah. No, I have this a great is time. A 40, what is this, episode 41? Yeah, 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 40 that's about right. That's yeah. about right. Yeah. Season 2, episode 2. Yeah, there you there go. You go. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's been wonderful down here, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it great. is. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite things, Brad? You're a pretty uh, frequent flyer at the National Convention. Um, what's your favorite thing about the convention every year? Well, you know, you look at that schedule and you have all these plans, and really it's just about getting to the mini sessions. I'm going to try to go to one again this afternoon. I teach a class, too. 
Um, I usually take a class. This year I didn't take a class, but I did go to almost every thing you possibly go to. And I spoke to almost every vendor. So I just kind of wanted to see what new products were out there. But maybe I might be missing, you know. Yeah. But we got pretty good people back in Iowa that I buy the balls and the yeah. equipment yeah. from. So I don't really need that. But there's other things out here. I found a way to get to control my geese population. There's a guy over here. Yeah, I, I, I saw I, that. I never thought I'd see something like that. But really, do you, have, you have geese? Do you have a key, oh, geese yeah. issue? Oh, so yeah, do we yeah, at our yeah. school. Oh, yeah. And they're mean. I know. <laughs> they, they, uh, but, you know, just some way to, healthy way of getting them to move right. on. But, uh, no, actually... For me, I, I hook up and I got some uh, buddies of mine from Georgia, guys I met 15 years ago. We kind of their wives are here and we'll kind of see their family and then uh, go to sessions together, kind of meet, meet meet new people. The New Jersey guys and Georgia guys are guys I've kind of been friends with. Yeah. Of course, Iowa guys too. That's kind of what I do. Just kind of and just see what's out there, you know. What class are you teaching, Brad? I taught a communications class this morning, 7:09, and it's all about how to prepare. And, and how to prepare differently for, like, if you're going to speak to a booster club or speak to your parents or speak to your coaches. Mm-hmm. And then also it's on social media and how to train your students on how to use social media the right way. And I teach it with a guy from Wake County, uh, Wake County, North Carolina, who's over, like, 30 high schools. Oh, wow. And then I have uh, another guy from, named Steve uh, Young, believe it or not. Yep. He's from New Rochelle, New yep. York. Great he's on, guy. He's yeah. on accreditation committee with me. Oh, he's great guy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And both him and Darren, Darren Coe, actually from Wake County, mm-hmm. his relatives are related to the Coes that started Coe College. Oh, so really? Really small, it's all, everything's always a small world out here. You're like, wow. Oh, yeah. Huh. So he's uh, he does a great the job Co-Hawk. out there. Yeah. So it was fun teaching with those guys. And then I thought, I went to a couple sessions and I really thought, um, it's just interesting to hear how other states, what situations they're going through, you know. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, what, we're going to ask everybody that joins us, what's one big thing you guys are doing at Valley High School right now, Brad, you're proud of, you'd like to share with the listeners maybe as an idea, something they could think about working on? Well, I think we've done a really good job of unifying our weight program and getting everybody involved in the same program. I know that sounds like no big deal. Oh, but, that's a huge but, deal. But we've everybody <laughs> bought in to, to lifting and, and following the same system. That comes because the coaches and teachers. We have a couple of PE teachers, Isaac Alice, and, and our head football coach, Gary Swenson, and then a bunch of other teachers, PE teachers, that are really involved in teaching it in class. And then they also have a chance to lift before and after school. <laughs> but we're lifting the same system, girls, boys. Yep. Then there's, you can modify it depending on your sport. But we, they log in, then they have these iPads that are connected by a, by a magnet. They hook them up to the, the racks, and they got their... What system are you using for that? I knew you were going to ask me that. I I'm sorry. I tell you that. But I, but is it rack out. performance, or is it team builder? I don't know which one it is, okay. but I can certainly find out. Like, it, you guys uh, know. It's one that works. Yeah. It's one that works. <laughs> yeah. I think most importantly, they believe it. And then we have all yeah. these other... Uh, you know, the thing that people don't realize about your weight room is all the other students are using it. Yeah. You know, and they're actually, you know, we got kids who can't afford it. Wouldn't be along to yeah. Seven Flags or Lifetime Fitness. Fitness. I love those places, but they can do that same thing. So yeah. that's helping in the classroom too, I think. Sure. So we're getting a lot of exercise proven. So we've got these uh, fitness levels is raising. I think that's something I'm really proud of. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is, the thing we need to work on is we're constantly working on sportsmanship. I think we've got great yep. kids, but just I hear people down here, like today, the guy from Florida talking about meeting with families and talking yeah. about how we're going to act in the crowd. Sure. I'd love to see our league, especially the CIML, yeah. really jump on board and take the lead. Just, you know, here's, we're going to worry about our kids only. Yeah. I love hearing other yeah. states doing that because I know we can do it in Iowa. Yeah. But, uh, we lead in so many other things, especially academically. Yeah. There's no reason we shouldn't lead in sports. Yeah. One, of the, one of the most important things we can do. 
That's Brad Rose, West Des Moines Valley, catching yes. up with him all the way out here thanks in D.C. For, Brad, thanks, thanks for joining for us. Brad. Thank you, guys. Thanks for doing it. I love yeah. the show. All, all right, right. Thanks. Thank you. All right, our next guest here on our live podcast at the National ID Convention uh, here on Beyond the Bench. We've got Daryl uh, joining us. Uh, we'll let you introduce yourself, talk a bit about your role, and then... Uh, have a great conversation with you. Just, uh, great. I know we're going to get some great ideas from you, having been around you for the past couple of years. So, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm Daryl Nance. I'm the director of athletics for Greenville County School District in Greenville, South Carolina. I've got a pretty big district. We're, we're uh, we have 15 high schools, 20 middle schools, about 600 teams, a thousand coaches, and 11,000 athletes. Oof. And me. I don't have any, <laughs> and, and you. I don't have a secretary. Um, uh, you know, I do have a, a part-time assistant. I get, I get uh, the director of PE, health, and sex ed. I get her about four hours a week to help out. All right. oh, this no, is I definitely can't. not a PSA for uh, the district <laughs> yeah, level AD. Yeah, yeah, why would not, I ever want to go to that gig? Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough gig uh, so, right there. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I, we've been asking all the ADs that have been joining us about one big thing they're doing. I want to, I might pigeonhole you on that. I'm curious, talk to us about the NIAAAU and the, and the cohort that you've been a real big part of and getting going. Right. Uh, how the first year of that went and, and, and where it goes from here. Well, I appreciate that. The first year's gone great. We opened the cohort last year in San Antonio, closed it uh, the first night here in, in, uh, in National Harbor. We had uh, 15 original members. Uh, one had to drop out throughout the course of the year, but the 14 completers went through a monthly module, online module, where they did some type of leadership exercise or learning exercise about their own leadership style and the culture they were creating. And then uh, when they posted their answers online in that module, others could see in the group, you, know, you had to post first, then it opens up and you can see what everybody's doing, what they're thinking, what they're doing in their schools. And they could post threaded replies and, and kind of learn more from each other as that was going along. And each month built on the next month. So, sure. you know, first month was understanding your strengths as a leader and your, your purpose statement, your why, and how your strengths really did match up or did not match up maybe with your why, what your right. real strengths were. Yeah. And then each month was, a, was, was something to stack on top of it and, sure. and the type of, of events you were creating and leadership style you were creating among your coaches. And... Uh, you know, it's like anything else. It's a pilot, so yep. you learn yep. learn as right. you're going along. And some months were so. Like, what what have you learned through the process now that you're like now we're now we've gone through this, but here's here's what we need to do differently exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was very fluid, and we set it up that way. So one thing we learned in March, we had a pretty aggressive assignment in March, and we didn't get a like if you looked at the wave of activity on right. the, on the bar, there's a lot of there's not much in March. Right. Yeah. Now, what's going on in March? Well, winter sports championships are ending yep. probably that first weekend. Every spring sports spring already starting. started. Yep. Everybody's got a spring break spring somewhere break. in there, so we probably needed to maybe maybe lighten the load a little bit. Of March. March, yeah. yeah, that might be something that we yep. can do. Yeah. They weren't excited about getting on there and posting and yeah. and, and, repl- and replying yeah. on spring break yeah. when they're in Florida. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe All right. Not, you know. yeah, interesting. And, and some of it like technology right yeah. and there's some well, I'm not good with technology well, I didn't have, didn't say it had to be you only right you know it was used talented people in your building yeah so, because as an AD you cannot do everything you think yeah. you can you try you learn that it's not effective <laughs> right so use the people in your building delegate help you know, find whatever so that was a major you know, curve of what we do and another thing we did was we had mentors right so we divide we had five mentors and each mentor had three students and we rotated them after every 10 weeks, right? So okay. what we were the thinking there was, 
that if you only had 10 weeks, you would be pretty aggressive in trying to deal with that mentor and that student relationship. The other thing was uh, that you would have five voices. I mean, you hear five the elite leaders from across the NIAAA yeah. yeah. platform. Yeah. Well, you know, things happen and life happens. Yeah. And you get, you know, you get, there was an illness and there was a sickness or there was a job change and, and it didn't really flow the way we wanted it to. Sure. And, and, and both groups kind of owned some of that. And when we had our concluding meeting, they were like, no, they were great. It was my fault. No, it was my fault. No. Cause you know, ADs don't want to blame anybody yeah, but themselves. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so we had to, we, we've decided to change that next year. So okay. in the next cohort, you will have your group of, of, um, uh, of mentees, you know, mentor mentees, and you'll stay together the whole year, but you'll also Zoom once a month, which okay. requires a little more interaction. Right. And then they're going to, I think they'll create a deeper relationship that yep. way. That's a good idea. Uh, so that happened. Another thing that happened was we would open an assignment at the beginning of the month, and they had the entire month to do it. But you know what's going to happen there. <laughs> yeah, right. We got a lot of interaction on the 28th, 29th, Yes, you <laughs> yes, do. Hey, we're no different than no, the kids. Yeah, we're we, we really, we're yeah, just, just older. Like, we're no yeah. different. So a couple of the guys said, you know, it would really help if you cut the assignment in half. So we did. We started cutting assignment in half. And you do two weeks. You have an assignment the first two weeks. You must respond. You have another assignment, things like that. And when that happened, the engagement really began to increase. And we got much more depth and much more, uh, uh, you know, satisfactory responses and answers they were really looking for. And then that's when they started engaging more. Yeah. And I could I mean, I I set it up, but I just sat back and watched it organically. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, like I changed the date. And you know what's going to happen, too? Somebody's going to call me and say or text me the next I was so busy I missed the date. Yeah. No big deal. I just extend the time yeah. frame, yep. open it back up. They go in, knock it out. Right. Of course, it would always be great stuff. Right. That's yeah. great. So, so what's one thing at the convention that you've learned that you're going to take back and, and use back at your school district? One thing that I've learned... Besides getting suckered into being on a podcast, yeah, you didn't right. that don't, don't make eye contact. You're not sure what's going on. <laughs> or just like, I don't want to look over at those people. Uh, no, it, it's the, and I, this is not going to be earth shattering to anybody. But I think the one thing you learn is there's you got a lot more to learn. Yeah, you got a lot true. more to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't. I think it was Eric Hopper whose quote is the uh, the learning the, the learning will inherit the world or the earth. The learned will find themselves beautifully equipped to handle a place that no longer exists. <laughs> Isn't that right? true? If yep. you're not learning, you're going to get left behind. Yes, right? you are. And and that's part of, you know, I'm an old guy. I'm an old dog. I've been doing this a long time. Oh, you're uh, not that old yet, Daryl. Well, yeah, this is 30 years, 30 whatever, from 32, 30, 31 or 32. As an AD? 29 as an AD. Um, yeah, 29 years in athletic administration. I'm not even halfway home yet. You know, and... And, uh, but you know, the part of, I believe this, I didn't really start getting old until I got out of the school building and got into the district level. Because <laughs> yeah. the right. kids, the Again, kids, right. kids keep, you keep you young. Yes, they do. You're right. The ADs age in dog years, just so everybody yeah. knows. You get out of the building. When I, I, I mean, I've been out this job now for almost five, I started my fifth year, right? I, I do not miss games, yep. bus rides. Turnovers, miss free throws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss any of those things. You miss that stuff. I miss my boys. Yeah. yeah. I miss my locker room. Yeah. yeah. I miss the, 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 the watching those kids grow. Yeah. Right? So now I have to do it in a different way. I get to go watch all the teams do it. Yeah. And we created something this year we call Games Plus. Our district says we're a graduation plus district. We want every kid to graduate high school plus have 
dual credit hours for college or okay. have a certification yeah. or um, a military designation or something sure. like that, right? Sure. So I kind of took a riff on that and said games plus. That in athletics, we play games. And that's what a lot of people think we do. We just play games. Because yeah. every, everybody wants to be us on Friday night. Right. Sure. Yeah. None of them want to be us in the laundry room, sweeping the After the, the game. After the bleacher. Yeah. Yeah, that no, stuff, right? That's true. So I said, we do games plus. Yes, we play games. But we also build you know, integrity in the kids. Yeah. We build character. We, we do all these other things that help. We're games plus. Yeah. Right? It's good. So I, we, we did a poster that we put in every locker room. In our district, every coach's office in our district has this poster, and it's the, the defining characteristics that we believe a, a Greenville County athlete ought to have. And then we put there's next level because every kid wants the next level, right? I'm gonna yeah, go to the yeah, next oh, level. yeah. Well, there's like eight base core values, and then there's the next level values. Like these are great if you really want to be elite, yeah, you're gonna have to go here. And then the bottom one is another group that's called winning characteristics because you can yeah. be good, and you can even be great. But are you really a winner? Right. Like, and winning involves much more than the physical. It's about the, the mental, the spiritual, yep. the, the, the fundamentals of life that you need to have. And we put that in every locker room, every coach's office. We also put it on a card, like a yep. four-by-six index card. And it's got the explanation of Games Plus and those list of characteristics that we want everybody to have. And on the back, it has questions. Oh, nice. I'm going to get that yeah. from you. Well, every yeah. athlete yeah. gets that. And... Um, it has like you know what their why is, why they're playing, how yep. they're going to lead, what are some goals for the year, how they can improve the team. Yep. And then the last yeah. one is which word of the list are you going to use as your motivation yeah. for the year? Kind of the John Gordon yeah. right? one yeah. word thing, your yeah. one word thing. And the idea was that not only would the coaches have to do this and they'll do it with their kids, but they can do it at a parent meeting so the parents yeah. understand, hey, he's not just coaching or she's not just coaching my son or daughter and. Export volleyball, cross country basketball, yeah. whatever. They're actually looking at serious things to help these kids grow. Right, and and it might might cause the parent not to yell so loud one night <laughs> when they realize <laughs> one that, one I, night I got this. I, yeah, I, I'm, that's I'm helping awesome. your kid yeah, in another good way. Stuff. Yeah. So, but you come here and you know you say that and you're like, but I find somebody else who's doing something and that. Well, I'm gonna take that too. I'm gonna right. add that to my card. I'm yeah. gonna add that to my list. Sure. Yeah. And that's the value of both. Our organization, the NIAAA, your yeah. state organizations, this conference, yeah. and what you're doing here. Yeah. Well, hey, Daryl, appreciate you joining Thank us. You Great for stuff. We Thanks for joining it. us on Beyond Thanks, the Bench. Thank you. Uh, you Thanks are for all a, you doing, you're a leader in the NIAAA, and, and uh, we appreciate your leadership. Thank you very I much. That. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Darryl. That's Daryl Nance from North Carolina joining us on Beyond the Bench. I got a picture of <laughs> All right. Next guest here on our uh, live podcast here at the in the exhibitor hall is going to be with Dwayne Kramer. Uh, we'll let Dwayne introduce himself, but uh, long time, big time AD in the yes. state of Iowa and nationally with NIAAA. But Dwayne, great to have you here. Great to have us join us. Why don't you introduce yourself and a little bit uh, of your background? Well, uh, Dwayne Kramer, and I was ended up with the Cedar Rapids Community School District my last nine years as a district office, but before that was spent a number of years at Washington High School and. Battling, of course, the Jayhawks and the Cougars every chance we had an opportunity. And I'm sure the Cougars got the best of you most of the time, Well, right? there were times when they were a bit, we were down in those years when the Cougars <laughs> happened to win. But it was a great competition, you know, and a great community. And uh, it was a wonderful place to live for over 30 years. I started out at LaSalle High School. Oh, you did? Before. Uh, what year were you at LaSalle? 
68 to 76. Okay. And our big game, of course, was Regis. Yeah. And then they melded those two schools together. And, of course, comes Xavier High School that's had a lot of success in all sports. Yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, it's a wonderful place to be from. We live in Arizona right now. And... uh, Retirement and enjoying it a great deal. Always come back to this convention every year and uh, uh, meet a lot of old friends, acquaintances that I've had here, and it's great opportunity. You know, the, the profession that we're in, working in schools and athletics in particular, you'll never know it on a daily basis, but the athletic director is one of the people that the community looks up to because they admire you getting to go to all those games free. Yeah, the, the third one who said that, people want to be us because we get to go to games for free. That's right, that's right. Every night of the week, yep, every night of the week, both genders, and then sometimes if you have nothing to do, you might go see a neighboring school. You know, maybe on those rare times when Kennedy has, you might want to just go see a successful football you program. Just, yeah. There you go. I was, you weren't going to say Kennedy has a night off because no. we don't have those anymore. Yeah. Well, it was always nice on Wednesday night. Yeah. We yes. knew that Wednesday night yep. was church. I assume it's still honored it, yep, in Cedar yep, Rapids. Yep. And you knew as an athletic director you were going to have at least one night off. Yep. Maybe Sunday. But in my case, when we were at Washington High School, Sunday was when we had our booster club meetings. Yeah. So it really was a six-day-of-the-week job, but yeah. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I really did. So as looking back on your career, what's the one thing that you look back on and you're like, you know what, I, I made a huge difference and I really enjoyed what I did? When you look back on your career, what's one thing that you just are really proud of? Well, I, I, there are just a whole list of things. Uh, I was fortunate to work with great administrators. You know, you look back on, on some of the outstanding administrators throughout the years. Bud Rainbow, who started out as a football coach at Washington High School, became an associate superintendent, was just an outstanding person. Uh, Dr. Greg Reed, who ended up at Kennedy, or started, didn't end up there. He played football at Regis, and then you and I ended up the principal at Kennedy, became the uh, director of human resources. Just outstanding people. Dr. Mary Wolzinski, yeah. you know, who Aaron knows very yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, we'll see them in a, in a few weeks when they get down to Arizona. Yeah. And just outstanding people like that. Great coaches. Uh, you can talk about a, a, a hundred of great coaches that have gone through the system at all schools. Yeah. And we, you know, looking at having two sister schools in town, you look at the successful coach and wonder what makes him or her tick. And, uh, you know, it all goes back to the kids and the families they came from and what was important in their lives at that time. And, you know, Jefferson's gone through 10,000 softball victories. And yeah. For years, they were the mythical state champion football. Yeah. And they have some tough years. They're coming back. Uh, look at what these guys have done, Aaron and others, in the refurbishing of Kingston Stadium. Yeah. You know, I had a picture in my office when I was downtown of Kingston when it was, wasn't even open yet. Yeah. And they had those old construction trucks sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> and when the flood went through in whatever year that was, so six or 08. 08, yeah. I told Matt Dunbar downtown, I said, 
Whatever you do, save that picture of Kingston yeah, Stadium. Yes. Yep. Well, he didn't save it because the water got too deep. Yeah, oh no! Yeah. But uh, you know, it was a, it's a great community. Uh, the league is a great league that they're in. The, um, I readily remember that when we expanded the league to include uh, the Waterloo, mm-hmm. Cedar Falls, um, and, and I'll say this: Ralph Plagman was a big promoter of that. Because at yeah. one time Dubuque didn't know where they were going to be, yeah, and Waterloo Cedar Falls didn't know where they were going to be, yeah, and we were at a conference meeting and Ralph said the best thing for kids is to let Waterloo Cedar Falls come into the league. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's added to the league. Oh yeah, in various ways. Yeah, and uh, made it stronger. And because uh, at that time, you know, they were dealing with the Big Eight, which was Mason City. Yeah. And, and things and when we took that in when we took those schools in I remember Bernie Sagal saying boy you took a lot of off my plate because <laughs> oh, yeah. state office the association was going to have to determine yeah. where are we going to place those schools yeah. in the competitive conference yeah. and, uh, they're competitive in all sports and that's the way it should be Dwayne, one more question for you. You have been uh, a giant, not just in Iowa, you know, Eastern Iowa and Iowa overall, but NIAAA as well. Uh, you were NIAAA president. You're, you're an NIAAA Hall of Famer. Yes. Um, we got a lot of listeners out there. What 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 is about the NIAAA that, that you were so passionate about, that you love? What's one thing our listeners can pull from getting engaged in the NIAAA from your perspective? Well, there are so many things uh, that really has projected us. When I was president back in 99, one of my goals was to get 4,000 members. Well, now we're over 13,000 athletic directors across the nation that are part of this. And they all, many of them, like you fellows, are young, and they want to know how to do it the best way. You hear that? We're young. Yeah, I know. I like that. I like that. Dwayne Kramer says we're we're young. Well, in in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But it's... uh, you know, we, we learn from the best, yeah. and we've got uh, 48 courses now, Aaron, I yes, believe, that yes, are being yep. taught. We have a national faculty of 148 people, and these people volunteer their time. They're not yeah. paid one dime yep. for doing this. And every year, it seems like the nationwide the athletic director turnover is about 33% a year. we got new people coming in. And in order to support those new people, they have these classes that they can take. And I'm sure it's made each one of you a better AD by taking some of those classes. You may have various interests, but uh, it's a way of promoting your program and, for me, giving a little bit back because we've all had support, regardless of whether it's family support or professional support, that kind of makes us what we are today. And this organization is built on what's best for high school athletics at the school level. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity, and, you know, I've been rewarded, and I keep coming back because folks like you, you're my kind of people. I can, I can talk to you guys and understand. My wife says, why do you keep going back? Because I love them. Yep. They're good folks. Yep. They're salt of the earth, and, you know, uh, they – and, of course, those of us in the Midwest, we always talk about our Midwestern pride and our Midwestern fibers, and we're what makes America great. And there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. And uh, I'm proud to just be a small part 
Well, we, we appreciate everything you've done for Iowa, the NIAAA, and um, we've, Aaron and I, I, I know we both have learned a lot from you, so thank you for yeah. doing what you do. We appreciate it. Well, yeah. you guys keep up the good work and keep carrying on the traditions, and uh, I know Aaron's looking for leadership roles as he comes off his presidency, and he probably thought when he went, went in and took that chair from Mark Stewart that probably didn't even have a vision of being a state athletic director. And here not, he is. Not at all. And, 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 just, he's still got and now, and now he's a rock years. star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a rock star now. I'm a coattail rider is what no, I am. No, I'm really no, good no, at no, it. he's not. So. He's, uh, he's a good one. And, yeah, he is. Uh, names come up as we go through the organization and, and uh, future stars are identified early yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron's one of them. And even yeah. though yeah. You know, he's and his wife are soon going to be empty nesters. And be <laughs> we hope so. Heading, right? yeah. heading off to an exotic <laughs> island to retire. Yeah, so. That's right. Yeah. We'll keep him busy uh, for He's going to buy his own island. There, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you well, guys are good. too kind. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, thanks for being on us. Dwayne Kramer, uh, NIAAA past president, NIAAA Hall of Famer, uh, Cedar Rapids uh, just legend, uh, as well as State of Iowa legend. Dwayne, thanks for joining us, and great to see you here at the convention. Good to see you guys, and safe trip home. Yes, Thank you. You too. All right, our next guest here on uh, Beyond the Bench in the exhibit hall at the NADC is uh, Georges. I'm going to let you introduce himself. He's got a unique story. Uh, he's one of those who has to travel a long ways anytime he comes back to anything here uh, for the convention stuff. He's, he's one of the, the more traveled ADs out there. So, Georges, introduce yourself. Uh, where, you, where are you at and uh, how long have you been in that position? Well, aloha from Hawaii. My name is Georges Gilbert uh, from Honolulu, Hawaii, born and raised. Uh, I'm the assistant director of the Independent School Le League in Honolulu, known as the Interscholastic League of Honolulu. It's, it's a league that hosts former President Obama's alma mater, Punahou, as well. Uh, we have 23 schools, 39 sports, grades 7 to 12, servicing over 15,000 kids. Wow. Uh, talk to us a little bit uh not that it'd be a whole lot different, but I'm sure folks would just wonder, okay, what's it like to be an AD in Hawaii? And maybe what what uh, what sports might be different out there? Do you have different sports than we have here? What uh, Any difference being out there as an AD? Well, we, we have, you know, a few cultural things. Like, for example, canoe paddling. Uh, it's very deep in culture and in in Hawaiian history. So we have canoe paddling state championships. Uh, that's very big. Uh, we have judo. Uh, that's a little bit different. We have uh, sailing. Um, surprisingly, we don't have uh, state fishing championships like some of my other colleagues have. Uh, <laughs> I won't mention where down south, but anyhow. But uh, no, we, we have a few unique ones, um, different in Hawaii than, than, say, in other parts. Like we do soft tennis as a as recognition to our counterparts in Japan that introduced us to the sport. Um, so some different things. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, question I have personally, because I really like to know this. Is yeah. there any secret... To having my name drawn when you got when Hawaii steps to the mic at the big the big prize at the end to be the one who who gets invited to join uh, you guys at your state AD convention. What secrets can you give me personally, okay. not to anybody else, right. on how I'm the man that gets drawn for that? Uh, it's real simple. You don't have to even be drawn. You just give me a call. We'll get you. <laughs> you know, George, is one of the things I love about you and the times I've been in meetings uh -huh. with you, uh, state LTI coordinator meetings and things like that. Um, you are just incredibly generous and incredibly friendly. I mean, I, I, first of all, how big is a suitcase you travel? Because you bring treats and gifts back for everybody you see whenever you come back here to meetings. Uh, what, talk to just about that, that mindset and why you do that for people. Well, I was 
raised in a Hawaiian Japanese dominated household. So in both cultures, it's all about giving and sharing and taking care of others. Uh, and then from my father's side, you know, there's a lot of the, just the natural aspects of family. So family comes first. So that's always been just about who I am. And of course, Hawaii is known for the Aloha spirit. So there's that sense of friendliness and kindness and all. And, and I was asked by a colleague that whenever I do bring, quote unquote, uh, gifts to share with everyone, um, did I beat the record out here in front about 1.5 million calories of that gingerbread house? <laughs> I said, I might be pretty close. You might be. But I think that's on a per trip basis. So I'm pretty much in the billions by now. Oh, the yeah. The amount of calories yes. I've distributed across the country. That's all had a sweet taste in hopefully everyone's mouth. So, yeah. Well, everybody appreciates it. And again, you're about one of the most generous folks I've, I've been around. So very much appreciated. Um, George, what, what's the big thing you take away from this convention? I mean, you come year after year, but anything in particular, this convention that you take away with you as you travel back? This one's been uh, pretty emotional for me from the standpoint of five years ago, I lost a dear friend, Kevin Riel from Vermont, that passed away during the conference. Um, and some of the my colleagues I look forward to every year from Vermont weren't able to, to come. Uh, and I totally respect and understand, but I've been able to uh, communicate with them during the weekend to tell them that, you know, Kevin's memory is dear to me, and I've, I took a moment to remember Kevin. Awesome. Um, you know, it's also emotional because uh, this weekend always culminates with the anniversary of the Sandy Hook incident seven mm -hmm. years ago. So uh, yeah. my heart goes out to all the Connecticut colleagues. Um, and, you know, seeing uh, my cousin, my Kentucky cousin, Faye Thornton, is going to go in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. And, you know, her health's been, been tough. Um, that was pretty emotional. And then also... One person that means a lot to me, and he certified me years ago, Fred Smith from Michigan, got recognized today. So that meant a lot. So over the years, it's it's just, for me, I, I look at it, this is family for me. Uh, brothers and sisters, we go through. Ohana. Ohana, yeah, family. And, and we understand what goes on. And and it's it, it, it's just near there. So every moment that I, I've been sharing the last couple of years, I've been living by reminding people now, as we get older, Every moment in life is precious because once it happens, you can't rewind it. It's history. So if you don't make the most of every moment that, you know, the opportunity presents itself, that's it. Right. So life life is short. You know, you got to enjoy life. You got to make the most of it. So whenever I get to see everybody, you tend to see, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally into hugging everybody. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I... It takes a while for me to get from one point to the other. <laughs> I, I, bet, you know? I bet it does and for you. A lot yeah, of guys, a lot of guys, been asking me in here this morning, like, "Hey, we haven't seen you till now. You've been laying on the covers a little bit." A little <laughs> bit you know? But um, no, it, it's it's it means a lot. And and you know, you mentioned about the travel and all. Um, I'm not serving on as many committees and and all on NAAAA or NFHI as I used to, because at times I was coming seven, eight times a year to the mainland yeah. for those reasons. But uh, I didn't mind putting in the most mileage, with all due respect, yeah. uh, and showing up and fulfilling the obligation, but more so blessed with the opportunity to serve is how I look at it. Not an obligation, not a duty, not a chore, uh, total honor to serve, um, you know, the colleagues, the, the, the state, the section, the nation, but every single student athlete, I'll never meet, but at some point in my career, I know I've made a decision that's impacted them and I hope it's helped them to 
be stewards moving forward in their lives to now impact others in the same way. That that means the most to me. Yeah. Drop the mic. Yeah. 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 It's over. Yeah. This is a good guy right here. This is, George, yeah. you really are. You're one of the best. And I, awesome. I, I know Thank it you. takes you a long time to go yeah. from point A to point B because yeah. everybody loves you. Yeah. And, you're and, just, they, and, they, and the answer was actually 10 pieces of luggage. 10 pieces <laughs> of luggage. That's what it takes. Man, the, the check baggies fees are not helping you out at all, well, are they? Well, I, I'm, I'm still... I'm still reaping some benefits of free bags up till the five. So, okay. You know, it helps. All right. It helps. That's good. But That's good. It's all worthwhile sharing with everyone. I don't mind lugging. My wife doesn't mind lugging. And uh, that's a big thing, you know. She's, can never she forget. must be a good lady. Yeah, you know, she 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 she's on her free time right now at the shopping <laughs> mall because she's been helping. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. and and you and, just uh, let her go, go, and you don't. There's you go ahead, you go do what you need to do shopping. Yeah, I, I mean because she's been around a long time, and that's the amazing thing is, and I'm sure you guys can understand. When you're blessed with a good wife that understands what we got to do, yeah. and they don't mind giving their time, right. yep. every night you thank the good Lord, man. You got blessed <laughs> yes. 10 times Amen. over. You know what I mean? So, you know, so it's good. So she goes, do I have to do anything today, dear? I said, oh, you want to go to the mall? I was hoping you can go to the mall, dear. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. Absolutely. I don't, mind, yes. I don't mind the hole in my pocketbook when I get home. <laughs> it's well worth it. It's well it's worth it. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. George Gilbert, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, Again, one of the most friendly, generous leaders that are out there. Thanks for joining us on Beyond the Bench. Mele Kalikimaka. Merry Christmas. Thanks, George. Thank you. All right, let's get let's get. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, That is the episode, season two, season two, episode two. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I think some great things to take away. If nothing else, I think you really come across with uh, what the National Convention is all about. And that's connecting with people from across uh, the nation, from across the world, uh, with our international ADs. Uh, What a treat that was. And uh, I, I, I think you got better today. If you made it this far, you got better. And I know you were blessed because you're still here with us. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. And uh, we created a new Twitter handle. If you haven't seen that, we've got our Twitter handle now for Beyond the Bench. And that's at B-T-B-A-D-S. B-T-B-A-D-S. That's the Beyond the Bench Twitter handle. And if you uh, start to follow that, and then if you go to that page, go to our page, you will see Twitter handles for all of our guests today. So you'll want to give some of them a follow, get them connected uh, with you, and uh, start to enjoy some of their content as well. So thanks for joining us, and uh, have a great, uh, well, about a week now, and everyone will kind of be on a holiday break. So have a great rest of your week. Uh, For those that may still be listening to this at the National Convention, travel safely. I know sometimes that's in the hands of your pilots, uh, but travel safely and have a great rest of the week. And most of all, uh, you and your family this Christmas season, this holiday season, be blessed.